What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Living Blessed, the podcast, the story of the overcomer. We're talking to people who are overcoming obstacles in life. You know, Living Blessed is what? What is Living Blessed? So I got a special guest on today. Her name is Miss Candice Water. She's a good friend of mine, good sister, all that good stuff. One of my headaches that I deal with, but you know what? That was rude. I, I still am not a headache. I still love you. What up, Candice? Don't try to... <laughs> First of all, I'm not the headache, everybody. He is the headache. But hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> so, met you back in college. Yeah, some of the better times of our lives. Yeah, mm. the good times. So, let's talk. Let's get into it. Who are uh, you? Well, my name is Candace. According to you, I'm a headache. Um, <laughs> <laughs> according to Palmer, I'm a headache. Uh, but, dang, that's a really impactful question. Who am I? I'm Candace. That's it. That's all I got right now. All right. That's all you got right now. But yeah. you have a lot going on. Uh, That's what they tell me, huh? I do. I mean, you do got the YouTube. Yeah. You're down at Transformation Church. No, I'm not there. I uh, mean, you're not there <laughs> physically, but, you know, you got flewed out. Yeah, for a conference. That for was a conference. Dope. That was really dope. That was dope, yeah. What else you got going on? You working? Yeah, I work. I'm writing a book. Writing you a know book. about that. You know about the book. I'm writing a book. Um... Yeah, I guess. You got a lot going on. Yeah. So let's get into okay, it. I'm, I'm interested because you have a really dope story. Um, And because we met, I think we probably met as enemies maybe. Speak for yourself. You you met me when you were, yourself I mean, was an enemy. I was <laughs> always cool. I ain't never had no problems with you. You were the one that had like the block on your shoulder. I was cool from the day we met. <sighs> you let call it Ace of Spade or Ace of Spade. We're now. not gonna go back there. Let's get. We're talking about you now. This All podcast right. is about you, not me. All right, go ahead. You're the overcomer in this one. Amen. I already shared my story. You're right, but you should have included that in there. Like I was mean to Candace, particularly. But go ahead. I was nice to Candace, y'all. Ooh, child, hell is hot. <laughs> hell is hot. <laughs> hell is hot. And you're going to be going there in gasoline draws if you don't quit lying now. What you mean? Whatever, let's Come go. Come on, YouTuber. All right, Candace Corn, welcome to my corner. I love your intro. Thank you. I'm I not going to sing it because I can't sing. I feel welcome like I want to sing Welcome to my corner. Uh. Uh, let's have a talk now. Uh. From Miami, Miami to California. Mm. No. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. YouTube. Um, oh man. It's dope. Like, I watch your show faithfully. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you for always supporting If me. I don't watch it, I listen to it in the car. Bless your heart. And I be cracking up, and I always text you, and your response is always what? I'm glad you can laugh at my pain. I'm glad I can make you laugh. I'm glad you would laugh at my pain, Palmer. But it's f- like you are a character. I don't try to be, though. I don't, I don't think you try to be. I just yeah. think that's just who you naturally are. Like, you're a character, and... It's dope in the way that you tell your story. Like, you know, you, you tell, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, this is who I am, whatever, y'all. No, that's really how I feel. Yeah, that's how you feel, but it's like most people don't feel that way. I get it. Like, you got people who have probably gone through the same exact things that you're going to that we're going to get into, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to tell that story. Yeah. But you got a whole YouTube channel. I mean, billions of people can type in Candace's Corner and find out all your business. I need to quit because you know what? <laughs> I really do because like people be like, I heard that you, you know, you like your men like this. Wait, I'm not telling you my <laughs> business to like get you to like try to spit at me like that. That's not what we're doing. But uh, so, yeah. what has it been like in Candace's corner? Like, you know, how'd you get started? Um, what is it like now? And how has it afforded you the opportunity to get to where you are now? Okay, so I started um, in 2017. 
Yeah, because it was just my two-year. It, it was my two-year. Okay, so I started in 2017. What happened was, like, I used to do, like, Facebook Lives and, like, Instagram li- Instagram videos. And, like, people just used to laugh and Snapchat stories. And people were like, yo, you need a vlog. And I was like, I ain't got time for no vlog. Like, I'm booked. Girl won't booked at all. <laughs> like, I had plenty of time. I just I'm didn't want to do it. Right. I said, the girl, not you. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> I wasn't booked. I just didn't want to do it. And so I started dating this guy. Bless his heart. Mm. In 2017, I was dating this guy. <laughs> Tell us a story. Don't, uh, don't skip out anything. He was trash. Why, I was dating why was he him. trash? He was just trash. He was just wasn't. He was nice. He looked very good. But, I mean, he just wasn't mentally what I needed. And for mm. me... Uh, you could have all the looks in the world, but if you're mentally trash, I mean, I can't do much with you. And yeah. so um, he just wasn't what I needed. And so, like, we had broken up, and then I had a story to tell. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is it. Let's turn my pain into some comedy. You know, like, let's make it a story. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think my first video, no, my first video ever was the time I met Bay on Soul Swipe. Because we literally met on Soul Swipe. Me and him met on Soul Swipe. Don't ask at the ghetto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So, what is Soul Swipe, swipe for people? Oh, who my don't God. Know? Palmer. Okay. So, Soul what? Swipe. Okay. First of all, look, before y'all judge me, let me give y'all a disclaimer. Okay. So, I don't really go out a lot. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not a clubber anymore. You like, never were a clubber. I did club, though. And I barely. would go to house party. You don't know. You wasn't around me like that. You didn't even do me like that. You barely spoke. Be clear. Um, so, like, I don't go out a lot. So, like, unless a man's going to break into my house and rob me, I don't really know how, where he'll meet me at. The grocery store, the library. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of need some help, which is where there's Tinder, Soul Swipe. It's kind of like black people meet, but, like, on an app. And so, like, Soul Swipe, you basically swipe left if you're feeling a person and, like, y'all can DM or whatever. So... We met off Soul Swipe, and honestly, the first time we met, we swiped, and then, like, he just got on my nerves, and so, like, he disappeared, and so, which was great. God is good, right? But then mm-hmm. he reappeared, and we started kicking it, not, like, kicking it like that, but, like, he was, we, we were talking. He was really cool. He was really genuine. He was really sweet. Um, he was really nice, and so, like, he was. He also looked good, and he's also a cute dog. You know, I like the barking. You, God is not that's, through. That's, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... He was cool, and um, the more we began to talk, the more I realized that how you are raised is very important because Mm. some people are raised on love and some people are raised on survival. Mm. And I was raised in love, and I believe in marriage, and I believe in um, different things that he didn't believe in. And, like, I also had people that, like, showed me how to be this woman that I am. Yeah. He didn't have his father around like that. So, like, he wasn't man, not man enough, but yes, he wasn't. Like, I just, I can't put you together. Was he not man enough or just a man who just didn't know how to deal with his emotions? There's the no, difference. No, no, no. He didn't know how to pay bills. He didn't know how to manage his money. He didn't know. Like, I, I, I couldn't do that for him. So you like, weren't trying to build a man? No, this ain't Build-A-Bear. Come assemble, baby. If you trying to attach, you trying to be with me, I pay my own bills. And my mom was like, well, somebody had to teach you. You're right. But. But what? No, 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 no. My dad just said it was important to pay your bills. He didn't teach me how to pay. I got online and figured it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Paying my taxes, I got online and figured it out on my own. Like, I can't be, I can't be that for you. So me and him stopped talking. The way we stopped talking was kind of bad, too, because, like, he was like, oh, I found this girl who reminds me of you. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. What you got, baby, is the great value version of Candace. Can't nobody be Candace wait, but Candace. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Rewind a hot second. Okay. He found this girl who yeah, reminds... Yeah, because... Are y'all still together? 
No, I told him I didn't want to. I said, it's best if we be friends. But oh, okay. I also did not mean what I said. We can talk about another time. Like, you know how sometimes girls say things uh-huh. with the intention of you, like, trying to swoon me over? He didn't swoon me. I said I didn't want him to be my man, but I really wanted him to, like, just be a better man. And then we could have worked on our relationship. But he said, say less. Bet. I'm out. And so, like, we go be friends. We go be friends. And friends tell each other about significant others. And so, like, maybe not even after a week after we had hung out or whatever, he came back and was like, oh, I met this girl. And she reminds me of you. And a I week said, after y'all broke up? A week after we stopped talking. Here was the gag, oh, though. He didn't waste no time. We, no, here's the gag. When we <clears> hung <throat> out, he was FaceTiming this girl. And I thought he was FaceTiming his mom because he was talking about me to her. And he was like, this is Candace. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, okay. You better talk that talk to your mama. Let her know. <laughs> I'm coming in the family, baby. And then, like, it was her. It was the girl. So the girl knew who I was, but I didn't know who the girl was. And so, like, when he told me about it, I said, wait a minute. He was like, that's the girl I was FaceTiming. I said, hold the phone. You was FaceTiming somebody else when you was with me? He was like, yeah. I said, all right, let me hang up. I called Devin. I said, this. He trying me like I'm basic, bro. He trying me like I'm basic. I ain't basic. So, like, we stopped talking, and then I had this wonderful story to tell because in the midst of that, he also asked me for money, and it just wasn't Mm. Yeah, and so like I made this story called I didn't make the story. My first video ever was like the time I met Bayoso's wife, and um, thank him for giving me some content. Maybe like when I blow up, I write him a check. Um, and so I made the video, <laughs> and then after that, I was like, wow, that was really therapeutic for me. So mm-hmm. I made a part two of the video, and I would only make videos once a week. I started on making them once a week, and so then after that. I just kept going with it. And so that's how Candace's Corner became. So it was like, first started off with me doing story times. Then it became me telling hot topic news with my opinion. Then it became me talking about my faith walk and my journey to freedom. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the corner is my space. It's yeah. my sanctuary. It's what I want to talk about when I want to talk about it. Of course, I ask about topics, but if I ain't feeling your topic, I ain't talking about it. Um, it's it's for me. It's therapy, believe it or mm. not, because at the point at that time I couldn't afford a therapist, so yeah. you know I gotta get it how I fit in, right? True. Um, and so it was my space, and so now the corner for me is still my space, but more so other people's space now. Um, who are these other people? People who watch now. Okay. It's kind of like their space, um, because it was mostly for me. But now I don't even think I make the videos for me anymore. Mm. Um, at one point, I was making them for myself, but now I think I make the videos for other people. Like, I get a topic that I'm going through, and I just be like, yo, this is what it is, and keep moving. And somebody's like, yo, I'm going through that. And I'm just like, God's good, huh? <laughs> that dry. Yeah, God's good. Because, like, I, I, I didn't know that was what I was doing. Like, when I first started YouTube, the whole entire mi- mission was to be monetized because mm-hmm. I had just found a YouTube couple, and they were making $60,000 a month. So my logic was, okay, I'm going to give me a fake man, fake couple, and we're going to get this YouTube going. But it's harder than it looks, right? And so um, I started doing the YouTube, and, like, the whole mission was to be paid. Yeah. Okay, that was the whole entire thing, right? But now that I'm so close to being paid, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, if if that's – I'm not going to ever cut down a check. Be clear, YouTube. I'm not (laughs) ever going to cut down a check. Uh, But that's not the mission anymore. I think, like, when you realize the mission is to help other people. And I think Mm -hmm. me being open and transparent is helping people. So that's what it is now. So it was my sanctuary. It was. But now I think it's become everybody's sanctuary. Like, people like to watch me make a fool of myself. I don't know why. People like me getting my heart I mean, is it really making a fool of yourself, though? I mean, yeah, sometimes. 
Why? I threw a chair in the corner one time. You remember you that? You did. That was funny. The cheating on me video, I threw yeah. a chair. Like, who am I? I like, like, are you like a complete, like, do you turn into like, so you know Beyonce got this arch, what hmm. she called herself? Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce. Is it, are you like Candace Fierce? No. Uh, how I am behind the camera, on camera is the same. I probably threw a chair if I saw him in real life too. Like, oh, okay. I just, I, no, I think, but what people don't understand, what, now this is what really, what I really kind of hate now, mm. um, is that when people meet me, they expect me to perform and I'm like, I'm not a clown. Doesn't stop. Yeah. No. But like I, just, I think I'm the same on camera and off camera. Uh-huh. Um, I just think I'm animated. And at first I thought it was extra. I mean, I, okay, be clear, I am extra. But at first I thought it was a curse. But now I realize that extra works for me. Yeah. It's become a part of my DNA. And I think in a world where everybody's basic, I'm not. So that right, works. Right. Yeah, and so that's what it is now. Like, I think it's a sanctuary for everybody to come with mm-hmm. your questions. And, you know, like, I hope that when you watch me, you just leave better, like, feel better. Like, if I can make you smile for 10 minutes, we we accomplish something. Or if I can make you think or step out of your comfort zone for, like, a minute not be scared, then we good. That's mm-hmm. really what it is now. Yeah. So it, it wasn't always smiles and giggles, though. Mm-mm. You know, I think we all go through something. And I think a lot of us think that, we're the only people going through something. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for us to tell our story to somebody or go to therapy or to just say, hey, y'all, a Facebook page, yo, this is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And you went through something that, that had to push you to YouTube, that kept you grounded in YouTube, that kind of just kept you here. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what was that like for you? What was it and all that types of stuff? What's the thing that kept me doing YouTube, you basically? Or? Yeah, what kept you doing YouTube? And also, what's, what's that thing... That somebody says, like, yo, like, had you not told that story, I'd have been out. So I think one of the main stories that people come to me all the time is my depression is kicking my butt. Mm -hmm. That was my most transparent, one of my most transparent YouTube uh, videos. It was about my depression Mm. Um, and me almost wanting to kill myself. And um, that was the one that a lot of people, but it's crazy. It doesn't even have a lot of views. But when people watch it, it's the one that they're like, yeah. That's it. Um, so when I graduated from college, the illustrious Winston-Salem State University. 1892. Okay. You know what it is. Um, so when I graduated from college, uh, I did not have anything. Like Mm. I had like, you know, like family and stuff, but I didn't have a plan and I'm low key a control freak. And so I had my, my whole entire dream was to be a news anchor. I don't know why. Like, all this personality sitting in front of a news station, really? I don't know. But, like, in college, I had teachers tell me, like, she's going to be like Oprah. And I got prophecies, like, girl, you're going to be on the airways. And I'm like, your girl going to be booked and busy. Oh, right? <laughs> Graduated from college with no job. And I had to literally get in the car with all of my stuff and move to Florida with my parents. And I was miserable. Um, I was miserable because I could not figure out how like what i'm gonna be dope right like Mm -hmm. okay so what what are we doing like i'm 21 um my plans are falling apart in front of me like oh my god so i had plans for me i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. lie like my plan was to graduate from college um work for cnn um fall in love with somebody somebody's man somebody was gonna be my man and they was gonna change my last name and i was gonna have kids Mm. okay I was going to have the white pig and fits. And I was going to be happy with the American dream. I ain't got none of that. I have none of that. Um, <laughs> I don't even 
I'll just play it. Help um, the Lord. So I had this plan for myself, and um, it didn't go according to plan. Like, I didn't have a job. I didn't, the CNN thing fell through. Um, and so I was in Florida. And um, my dad was like, okay, so you can um, sell insurance, life insurance. And I was like, life insurance? I got a degree. In Prime America? I don't know who it was with, but I knew I was making like $17 an hour plus the commissions I get. So I could be pulling in anywhere from $2,500 to every two weeks to 5000 every two weeks. So my dad was like, this is easy money, easy way out. I was like, I'm for easy money, but it yeah. wasn't that easy because you had to pass this test, and I could not pass it. I've never been a good test taker, though, mm-hmm. let me be clear. SAT scores is poo. When they do behind the music, they going to say I was really <laughs> 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 Like, if we ever have to talk to any of my teachers, they're going to be like, she was in a reading program. <laughs> That's my cross to bear. I was not, I'm not stupid. I just wasn't good at yeah. school. It wasn't right, my thing. Right. Um, and so um, uh, I couldn't pass the test. Like I needed a 70. I kept passing like 69, 68, 69, 68. So I quit. And so I remember one day I um, came home from the insurance class. I got in the car and I just uncontrollably sobbed. My dad thought somebody had put their hands on me. He's like, what is wrong? I'm just like, I don't want to be here. Like, this is not what I had planned for my life. Like, I'm supposed to be dope. And, like, life was falling apart. And, like, every single day I hated waking up. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever been that dark of a space, but I did. Like, I remember I used to wake up and be like, dang, again? I really got to do this thing again. Like, I really got to exist. So you really wasn't trying to be here? No. Like, so serious. No. Like, I remember praying, like, because, you know, like, being a PK kid and growing up in church, my theology wasn't. My theology has developed and evolved since mm-hmm. moving, but I always thought that if you killed yourself, you would go to hell. So right. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to live on hell and die and go to hell. I gotta go somewhere peaceful, right? So I was like, if I kill myself, I go to hell. So maybe like, if God, you take me out, like that'd be cool, right? So like, however you want to do it, <laughs> just let me know. Get back to me. I'm here all day. You know, let me know how I'll die today. That's great. And so like, I remember every morning, eight o'clock, same time every day, I get up and I'd be like. For real. Like, seriously. Got to be more careful. And so I would write and I would journal. And um, we didn't have any guns, so I couldn't shoot myself. And, like, I, I figured if I pop pills, I'd probably live. And they just pump my stomach. And it was whatever. So I figured God just need to take me out. So I remember um, I would journal. And I would say, like, I remember. Now, this day was in particular. I remember I would lock myself in my room in the dark for all day. I would only come out to pee and eat. Like, I was in prison. I don't know why. But in my room, it was the one thing I could control. It was my room. The door was locked. I locked it. It was my space. Nobody telling mm-hmm. me to take a shower. It was bad. Like, mom was like, you stay in your room all day. Yes, and that's how I would prefer a good day. Close the door and get out. Like, I just wanted to be, I needed something to feel comfortable. So you told your mother to get out? Not like that. She would. I wouldn't be breathing. I would just be like, can you close the door, please, on your way out? Oh, God bless I, you, mother. My mom. I, I was curious. My mom is a you, black woman. That's why I was curious. But, like, you know, close the door, <clears throat> you know. And, so I, and here was the crazy thing. I was also, like, leading worship in, like, a darkest place ever. <laughs> Singing on Sunday, ushering <laughs> people into the church. presence. And then, like, after as soon as church was over, back in my room. Back in in my room. My parents would beg me to go places. You want to go to the movies? Uh-uh. You want to go? Uh-uh. So the only place you was going was to church? In my room. That was it. For so like Church, months. room, church, room, church, room. And then somehow I've gained 50 pounds, so I was eating in there too. But yes, that's about <laughs> No gym. No nothing. And um, so one day I remember uh, I took the car and I went I went to go get food. That's the Lord saying, you're big behind, should have stopped. <laughs> so I wanted to go get food. 
And um, I hit this lady. And the way I hit her was like, uh, I can't really explain it. Like she was going this way and I was making a wide turn. And I couldn't really drive that great at this point. You know, I'm stuck at driving. And I hit her and we were perfectly fine. Nothing was wrong with the car. But I got out and I was so mad. I was like clapping my hands. Like, really, Jesus? Really? And I'm sure she looking at you like. Yeah, like, black girl, if you don't call down, oh my God, she's aggressive. <laughs> you know, like, so I was mad because I was like, dang, this could have been my way out. Like, because normally, like, you never know how bad of a car wreck it could be. Like, yeah. I'm thinking in my head, like, dang, if I would have just flipped that tree over there, boom, great. Mom wouldn't have been mad about me dying because, like, it was a car accident. Accidents happen all the time. You know, you can't be mad at nobody but Jesus. He took me out. God is good, you know? I got out so mad. The car was fine. She was fine. I was fine. I was like, ah, oh, God. And the day before the accident happened, um, I told God, I said, I don't know how much more I can take. So if something else happens, I think I'm going to be done. And I said, he's like, psych. So I was depressed. I was sad. I was huge. Okay. I was huge. Um, I mean, I'm big now, be clear, but I was huge. <laughs> like I'm losing weight now, but I, your girl was bodaciously huge. And so um, I was sad. And so then I um, started working for Macy's. You were for Macy's? Yeah, I hated that job with every bit of my soul. I hated working for Macy's. It's terrible. <laughs> it was quick money, but it was terrible. So I worked at Macy's, and then I started applying for this job, and I got it, and I moved to New Orleans. And I thought maybe the depression would go away because I yeah. moved, and but I realized that my whole entire being, value, and worth was equated to things. Mm-hmm. They were tied to people. They were tied to jobs. They were tied to status. They were tied to everything but what I needed them to be tied right. to. So even with me getting the job, I was still sad. It was one thing to be depressed when you have your family around, but I was depressed, lonely, in a new city, not knowing anybody. So then I ate more, mm-hmm. and I stayed in my house more, never went anywhere for three years. And so eventually... Because people always ask, like, what? how did you stop? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, I would love to say that, like, the Lord came to me in a dream. Mm. And I'd get up, my child. But I don't know what happened. It was just like, <laughs> um, I think one day you just get tired of being sick and tired. That you just, something happened. And it just, a, a switch went off. And then, like, boom. Um, I still do have my moments. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Sometimes, yeah. uh, actually living in New Orleans for the past five years has been very depressing. No lie. Um, I have no friends, believe it or not. And people are like, you're so personal. Yeah, I hate people. It doesn't really work for me. Um, I don't really have friends, and I don't really care for, like, mm-hmm. the church world like <clears throat> that. So it's really lonely for me. And so, like, sometimes my anxiety is high, and sometimes my depression does try to come back. But I've learned how to cope with it, like writing, yeah. journaling. Um, I'll get in the corner and make a video. And just be transparent. And mm-hmm. I think that helps me. That's my therapy. So, yeah, that's my story. And okay. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so, like, what is it when when you're having a moment, mm-hmm. like dealing with your depression and all that types of stuff, what does it feel like and how was your day? When I'm sad? Yeah, like when depression has kicked in and you're like, you don't know what the heck is going on and you're... Uh, Yesterday you were chipper, and today you woke up like, ooh, I don't feel like it at all. Well, you remember last Thursday when we had a moment. I was like, Palmer, I don't know what's going on. My emotions are out of whack. And you were like, are you bleeding? I was like, really? Um, I wasn't bleeding yet, though, but you were in the prophetic. Um, Hello. So when I have my moments that I'm really sad, for Mm -hmm. me, uh, I have to step back. Mm. And figure out why I'm sad. Yeah. So for me, it's a matter of let's go over what's going on in my head today. Am Mm -hmm. I sad because life sucks or am I just sad because I'm about to bleed? So that's the first thing. (laughs) We look at the calendar. We figure out what's going on. Okay, am I emotionally PMSing this week? No. So it's something else. 
Got it. Um, and so then after I have my moments, I'm just sad. I just feel like I just I let myself be sad. Now, I yeah. don't overeat. No, no more. No, God, I'm trying to be slim, okay? <laughs> uh, slim thick is the word for 2020. Um, so I just let myself feel and I let myself be sad. And then I journal. Mm-hmm. I write a lot. I journal. I sing. Um, I make a video. I sleep. Now, I do have a bad. Now, sometimes, no lie, if I'm really emotional and it's a really bad day, I'd be like, I'm not doing it today. And I'll just lay back down. And okay. I'll sleep. That's not a good mechanism. I'm not, don't do that. But for me, sleeping doesn't make me feel it. So I just do that. But most of the time I journal. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm really, really sad and I can't figure out why I'm sad, yeah. I just cry and journal or I pray. Um, for me, that works. But for, I know for other people, you need a therapy. You mm-hmm. need therapy. So like I'm an advocate for going to therapy. Like go get your release and pray. Um, but for me, when I have my sad days, I just be sad. It's okay to have a sad day. It's not okay yeah. to have sad weeks. Right, right, right. It's not okay to have sad months. It's mm-hmm. okay to be sad every now and then. But I also realize that sometimes I'm not sad. I'm just preparation. Pre- pre- my mind. Blah, 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 blah. I'm preparing <laughs> for something. Mm-hmm. I've realized that when yeah. I'm sad, yeah. my body is preparing me for something. I don't know what. Like, mm-hmm. but this past week I was sad. And my body was preparing me for a whole funeral. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the week before I was sad. And, like, I couldn't figure out why I was sad. I was like, what is going on? But my body was preparing me for something that was coming out the next week. I literally was prepared for a funeral. So I just, when it comes, I feel. There's yeah. nothing wrong with feeling it. I don't think. It's wrong when you're, like, drinking to be numb. And, it's mm-hmm. wrong. you know, that's when you should, yeah, but most yeah, of the time yeah. I just feel. Gotcha, gotcha. So growing up as a PK, mm. how was it? You know, you're talking about you were leading praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Your dad's a pastor, right? My mom and my dad and my granddad. Oh, God. And my grandma and Ooh. my aunts. My family is the See, clergy. more than a PK. Yeah, I am the church. <laughs> I am. So what is that like being a PK and but also being like this transparent PK? Because you don't find too many PKs mm-hmm. who are super transparent about their lives. Like they typically live their lives in secret and go mm-hmm. do what they do. And then typically just kind of just slowly just slips out because mm-hmm. either they was messing with the wrong person, talking to the wrong person, mm-hmm. or their parents had to come get them from whatever mess they had themselves in. Uh, so I wasn't always transparent. Uh, okay. I feel like this label of the PK, the good Christian girl, was tossed upon me. So I tried to live in that. I just always tried to be the good girl. Mm. Then a switch happened. I don't know what. Oh, I know what happened. I left the church, and I didn't care. And I was like, I don't You care left what. the church. Oh, yeah, baby. I slid out that thing twice. <laughs> Deuces. Not once, but twice. Yeah, and I was about to go for a third time while you playing. If Pastor Mike Todd did not tell us not to leave our church, I was going to be out. And do what? Sit at home. Go drink mimosas with everybody else on Sunday. Well, I wasn't going to drink, but dance on a rooftop with everybody else on brunch. I, I see why y'all be at brunch. I see. The food good. And, you know, a whole bunch of extra going on. Not for real. Um, I was. Like, um, there's no shame in my game. I quit church twice, okay? Mm-hmm. First time. Why? The first time. I don't know. Oh, I was going to a multicultural church, and they were low-key Ooh. racist. Out. Out that thing. Second time, <laughs> second time I quit. Uh, why did I quit the second time? I just couldn't do it. I, I can't. I can't really handle like legalism. My mm-hmm. stomach vomits with that. And so, like when you're standing in your pulpit and you're preaching religious rules and it's not Bible, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. So I stopped tithing. I know y'all. She ain't in hell. I know. 
Uh, and I was still being blessed, too, because, child, that's why I love to talk about tithing, because I'd be like, well, technically, you should just tithe out of your love for God. Don't put the whole, like, you curse, because your girl was getting <laughs> blessed. I was getting blessed upon blessing, so I don't know what was going yeah. on. I stopped tithing. I stopped coming to church. Now, here's the thing. Nobody ever said I left Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just stopped the religious stuff they was doing. Right. And I began to get to know God for myself. I would stay in my house and watch sermons, and I would pray, and I would read my Bible, and that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, And so... Uh, my mama won't afford that though. Like, she, I'm sure she wouldn't. She won't have it. Sis was not having it. So, what was that conversation like between you and mom's? Like, mm, she's saying <laughs> you need to be in church. I'm sure she's saying you need to be in church. I'm sure she's praying heaven down to yeah. get you back in church. And well, what like, she said was like, she. My mom has this thing on Sundays where she calls. She's gonna call me in a few. Uh-huh. No, they had a three. No, she's not gonna call today. She's gonna call me tomorrow. But she has this thing where she asks all her kids. There's four of us, not mm-hmm. that many, so don't try to play my mama. But there's four of us, and um, she'll say, "Did y'all go to church today?" And I was like, "Nope, no." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Where'd you go?" Bedside Baptist. So you was in bed? Yes, yes, I was, mother. You need to get to church, and I'm. You're right, I do, but I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And so, being that my mom could not comprehend why I wasn't going, I think. It became, it was a little, it, it, our relationship was never bad, but it, mm-hmm. it did put a little bit of a strain on there. Yeah. Like, I could, t- like, I'm not going to say I'm her favorite child, but the other three kids think, like, Candace is the golden star. She can do no wrong. I might have lost my spot for a few, <laughs> few months because I was just like, I don't care what you're talking about. Like, yeah. it's my journey. And that yeah. was the best part about my wonderful friend, Miss Powell. He let me go through this journey. He's like, but figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Figure out who Jesus is on your own. Right. Figure it out, Candace, because once you figure it out, like, you're good. So what I learned was, in the words of Annie Minio, freedom is a mindset. Mm. And I ain't got no time yet. And I ain't in my prime well, yet. That's what you said, prime yeah, yet. come on, Ooh. get the lyrics right. Mm, Lord. And so I just began to figure this thing out. And so, like, I left the church twice, and I was going to leave for the third time. Ain't no shame in my game, mm-hmm. okay? I was at the <laughs> end of Transformation Conference, and I said, oh, well, I'm not coming back here. I'm going to just watch Pastor Mike and them online. God bless my internet church. And he sat down and he said, don't leave your church. I said, okay, for real? I was in the seat like, I know this man lying. God, he was like, no, God's trying to make you have roots. You don't have any roots. I said, okay, now you're coming from my edges. He was like, mm. you don't have any roots. You just pick up and leave and do what you want to do. And God's trying to help you. And so here's the thing, though. Being a military kid, I don't have any roots. Yeah, yeah, I hop yeah. out of everything. Right. If you make me mad enough, I will end this five-year friendship and be like, bless you, Palmer. That's it. Me? I don't I don't have no problem cutting anybody off. It's not good. It's not healthy, but that's At just all. the way. Hey, Everybody up? needs a Palmer in their life. No. Be free, people. Don't get no Palmer. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, I was trying to have roots, so I, that's why I haven't quit the third time. But I have quit twice, and being the PK kid, um, you have this label forced upon you. I, mm. I don't think people understand this. Um, like, when Barack and Michelle became president, nobody ever asked Sasha and Malia, were they okay? Nobody ever asked them that. I'm pretty sure their parents did. Yeah. But Sasha Malia didn't ask for this office. It right, was right. thrusted upon them. Yeah. I didn't ask to be no PK kid. It was thrusted upon me. You never ask the PK kids how we're doing. We're always told we're the bad ones. We always need to be watched. But you never ask us if we're okay. How do we feel about our parents having to sacrifice time to go be with their big-headed kids who got locked up? How do we feel about being in church 18 hours a week? How do we feel about, you know, nobody ever asked. Yeah. And so, like, as PKs, we just learn to suck it up, feel, and just mask our thing and keep going. So I just wore the PK label, and, you know, I did my thing. Like I sang in praise and worship. I smiled in the people's face. God bless you. Get moving. Now, what am I now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm me. 
okay? I'm just unapologetically me. Whatever yeah. labels you want to put me in, that's fine. But when I don't fit into your labels, don't say I didn't tell you. Mm. Don't put me in a box. I'm not going to fit. Um, so my mom be like, she or my mom always says she needs a little deliverance. Do I? <laughs> I might. But, I mean, I, I don't feel like I need deliverance. I mean, everybody needs to be delivered from something. Right, right, but yeah. I just feel like the moment you stop trying to be anything of what anybody else has asked you to be, that's the moment you tap into this freedom. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are like, oh, my God, you're just so free. You're so unapologetic. This took time, sweetie. Oh, yeah. Took a lot of time. Well, but know. now I don't care yeah. what you talking about. Because they be like, well, that's not right, and you're going to hell. Well, see, you're going to be on the way to hell with me because I know what you did last week, too. Hello. So, like, if you learn to, like, I'm not into judging people's relationships with Christ. I'm not into that. Like, mind the salvation of your own. Like, mm-hmm. mind the salvation that pays you. That don't pay me. And so, like, now I'm just unapologetically me. My mom thinks sometimes I can be a little out of pocket with my mouth. But she got a mouth, too. So, I mean, hey. My dad just be like, who chill? <laughs> but I mean, they're proud of me because I think yeah. figuring it out. Sometimes they don't want me to tell everything. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they be like, "It's okay to have some type of some things is covered under the blood. You ain't got to tell everything." Mm-hmm. But I'm like, "Well, we overcome by the words of my testimony. So if I tell it, you can't hold hold me to it. Like if I tell it, I'm free from it. So yeah. what difference does it make? So like, you know, we have our conversations. Sometimes I do tell her about what I'm gonna film in advance so that her friends don't be like, "You know, your daughter was shacking up with some man, girl." <laughs> I try to warn her about stuff in advance, but you know, sometimes it's just me. I'm it works for me. It yeah. doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me. Right, so right, right. That's that's So you found your outlet for what you needed to find it for. So like you were going through the depression, just trying to figure out you. And yeah. Candace's Corners is that. So yeah. like what is your what is your advice to somebody who's just trying to find themselves? Like, you know, we've all found ourselves in a place where we just don't know who the hell we are. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Why am I still here? Like you say, and like, what's your advice to that one person or just that? Yeah. What's your advice to that? Um, don't stop trying to figure it out. Okay. I still don't know who I am all the way. I, there's times where I have to figure it out still, yeah, I'm still but don't, you but give yourself grace to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all the answers today. Like, if you're the same person you were when you were 15 to now, well, you probably are. You're really childish, but no shade. Um, if you're the same person you get, are till now. Get off my podcast. Okay, I'm sorry. If you're the same person that you were then and now, then there's no, mm-hmm. there's a problem. So give yourself space to figure it out. Give mm-hmm. yourself space. Yeah. Give yourself grace. And I, and I like that. That I love that whole give yourself grace. I think we don't give ourselves enough grace. Like. Mm-hmm. Christ gives us so much grace day in and day out, but we never give ourselves enough grace at all to say, you know what? Okay, I messed up. Right. So what? It's okay. It's a new day. Right. And I think because of the way society is set up, the way we've been raised from, you know, generation to generation, things have been passed down that we don't know what grace looks like truly. Like yeah. we, we sing about it. We talk about it. We hear about it. They preach about it. Oh, grace and mercy, surely you can't blah, blah, blah. But it's like, what is it like giving yourself some grace? Like, what is it like? How did you give Candace grace? Ooh, um, that's a really hard question. Hmm. Uh, We're not coming back to it, so you need to answer it. I got to figure it out. Yes, yeah, uh, like right now. This is live, so I can't just exactly. Google it. Um, no. <laughs> how did I give myself grace? Uh, well, first thing I did was, this has been the hardest part, mm-hmm. letting go of me and this idea of what I had to be. That was the first place I gave myself mm, grace. Yeah. Um, because everybody put labels on me, but I never put a label on myself. Right, right. I define who I am, not them. 
And that and it's hard, you know, trying not to live up to people's labels that they mm-hmm. put on you. Like I've been there before where, oh, Javon is this person, he's XYZ, Javon would never do blah 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 blah. But if you listen to episode one, you're like, God damn. Yeah, because I think actually when you were going through that, that's when, I, I, that's when we met. Yeah, like when I was like, I yeah. was in a really dark place. Yeah, that's and, when we met. And then you told me about it after. Yeah, I was. And I was like, I'll allow it. Yeah, like <laughs> I think when I told you about it, I was sitting on the toilet. Thank you for that any, any problem, any, any time. <laughs> and we were texting and you told me to give myself some grace that time. Like, oh, yeah. And I never really understood what it was to give yourself grace, grace because I was so hard on myself because it was like, I was like the golden child. I was the one, you know, like I might have been like low key the favorite ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, because I was a kid, my parents have had any issues with me per se. Like, mm-hmm. like they didn't have to go to come to the school for like, any trouble. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to go to any jailhouse for me. If I was going anywhere, they knew pretty much I was either my grandparents' house mm-hmm. in the neighborhood with some friends. Only had about three, four friends. For <laughs> I real, believe for real. It. <laughs> Shut up. Um, probably at church somewhere, but I wasn't nowhere like to be like causing any trouble. Right. And that's how my life was. And then, when we find ourselves being that person, it's hard to really break that thing and like really kind of like become this transparent person. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you are a very transparent person, loud, crazy, ghetto sometimes. Wow. Um, (laughs) I'll allow it. But it's like, you know, you say, give yourself some grace and allow yourself to just live. Mm -hmm. And that's what you've been doing. You've been really been, I've been watching you, like, really, like, from the day I've met you to, like, now, been watching. I'm a totally different human, huh? Yeah, totally different <laughs> I don't know if it's, is it good? Is you good? Because, okay. like, you know, when I used to walk past y'all in the choir. Shut up. Don't <laughs> you do not you do it. Because I know you're about to say, like, you used to wear apostolic dresses. I ain't <laughs> never. I ain't never wore that. I ain't never wore no dolly on my you head. You had the long black. You a lot. You had the long jean skirt. You that a lot. Because I, I never owned a jean with skirt. With the white shoes. Lies. Lies. <laughs> And I know you lying, because first of all, I never dressed like that, ever. I always was in sundresses with my cheeks, yams, or something. Now, don't play. Oh. I know what I used to wear in college. <laughs> I know what I did. Mom, I'm so sorry, but I did. Mm-hmm. I never wore no holiness skirt. Don't play me, Jovi. Okay. I always okay. had, like, a, a, a camisole under something that was showing. But my, I wore shorts like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I wore beaters like everybody else. And on Win Chicken Wednesday, I stunted like everybody else. <laughs> Don't play Fish Friday. I was on the yard, tooted and booed. I was I was very normal, but um, yeah, that's so crazy. Give yourself grace to figure it out. That's my that's my motto. Yeah, um, because yeah, I I am. But the reason why people can't give themselves grace mm-hmm. is because well, the church can't give a lot of grace is because they don't know what grace looks like. It's hiding mm. on the other side of their fears. Grace is hiding Talk behind about it some the more. toxic theology that they preach. Yeah. Grace is hiding behind the single mother that you won't let sing or the homosexual you're afraid of. That's where the grace is hiding behind. Mm. Their fears that they yeah. project and call it legalism. But we can talk about it another time. No, 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 let's talk about it right now. <laughs> mm, let, mm, so let's my, get into that. My, my, uh, the reason why I am so gracious upon myself is because you created the picture and cropped me in it. I never made that picture for mm. myself. Wow. I'm painting my own picture. Yeah, yeah. And what I choose to do with my my brush and my paint is on me. Mm -hmm. So when I learned that people created this picture and cropped my face in it, that I had to live up to it, I could never live up to their expectations. I'm going to fail. Like the PK kid, the perfect girl, I'm going to fail. So like I realized if I control the stroke of the brush and the canvas, I give myself, oh, I made a mistake, I can erase it. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I can't erase it, I'll just paint over it. But I'm right. giving myself and I'm setting my own tone mm-hmm. of how I want to paint my picture. Gotcha. 
The church. Oh, wonderful. The church. Jovi. You thought I was going. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it? Yeah, let's not. We got to. Ugh. Because I think a lot of us millennials are in this space with yeah. church right now. Yeah. You know, um, like, I stopped going to church for a little bit. I know. We were in the same boat. Yeah, we were in the same boat. Where mm-hmm. I st- we just stopped going. And now we're back in church, and now we're talking about, okay, this might be it again. Yeah, <laughs> no lie. No right, lie. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, it's because... You deal with it. Just feel like sometimes church puts so much pressure on you, or maybe not tr- pressure, but yeah. it's just too much stuff that nobody wants to deal with no more. I don't want to say yeah. like, let's throw pressure out the window. Like we, we passed that. It's a facade. It, it is like you know, yeah. they, you go to church. You know, people come, they stun, just in the third, they come to dress and they're impressed. The word is trash. <laughs> I'm just being no. honest. I've been to some churches where I don't have to just get up and leave. Like, me too. Listen, like, your word is garbage. I yeah, get up and I'm leave out. too. Like, I have no like little sponge about yeah. me. I I'm out. I'm, I'm head out. Yeah, I'm head out. And it's like you know, millennials don't want fluff. Like I understand our parents. That's what they dealt with. They dealt with the fluff. Yeah. They, they did kudos to them. But it's like we're a transparent generation. Yeah. Where we want we want real. Yeah. We want the pastor to be up there. Like you know what? I slapped my wife. And I'm sorry. Don't do that because I'm. Well, don't don't slap yeah, her, but, but you get the yeah. hush, girl. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, like you know, you know what? I messed up. I cheated on my wife. You know what? Or so you know, hey, saints, I used to be gay. Yeah. You know, we want that. That's we want that real and rawness. Like you know, that's, we tired of hearing these Bible stories that we don't heard growing up. You know yeah. about David and Goliath. You that's know. you're improperly quoting and not in context. <laughs> Hello. But no shade. Carry right. on. Yeah. So it's like you know what 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 do you say to the millennial? Who is struggling right now with church? Like you know, my parents they need to go. I need to go. I'm feeling guilty because I don't go, but I don't want to be there. Figure it out on your own time. Mm-hmm. Figure it out on your own time. Like, yeah. uh, here's the thing. Like, I don't know why we are so into judging people's relationship with Jesus, but it's their relationship. Right. You go at the pace that a relationship is set at its own pace. Like y'all set the pace, so set the pace with Jesus. Like, figure it out on your own. Like, for me. For, for millennials in general, I see why y'all be at brunch. The food be good. The music be banging. Okay. I'd be wanting to go brunch I'd be so wanting to go to brunch on Sundays, too. But I'd be, <laughs> I'd be singing at the praise and worship team. I'd be wanting to go, too. I get why y'all brunch. I get it. I get why people leave the church, and I get why people stay. Yeah. Um, For me, though, personally, um, <sighs> spiritual, it's a journey. That's really what it is. Like, mm. it's a spiritual journey. Um, I don't believe all the things that certain people believe, yeah. believe it or not. And I know people about to be like, oh, my God, she going to hell. Maybe you might be there on your way. I don't know. But I just don't believe in certain things that mm-hmm. they all believe in. Now, I believe in Jesus. Don't get me wrong. I believe in heaven and hell. I believe in that. But there's certain things that they preach that I'm like, mm. Name a few. Mm-hmm. I, I have a question about tithing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of questions about tithing, actually. Um, I stopped tithing for about a year and a half. I know. My mom about to be like, mm-hmm. I owe the Lord some back to us, back child support. Um, I stopped tithing for a year, but my life was more blessed and more fruitful when I stopped tithing. But here's the thing. Hmm. I don't know if it was fruitful because it was grace or if it was just, so I have questions about tithing. Yeah. So I did start tithing again, but I don't tithe because I don't want to be cursed. I just tithe because God's good. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I tithe out of my heart posture. Mm-hmm. Do I, is God first? Is God good enough for 10% for me? That's mm-hmm. me. That ain't you. Right, right. I don't know what your story is. Um, I'm also a little like the way some of the church people treat homosexuals doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people say I'm very, uh, what's the word, liberal. Not like I, you know, 
I just I just feel people should be treated with compassion. Yeah. And if you choose to love differently, that doesn't affect what we have going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm very like I have a lot of gay friends. I love being they fun. Like come <laughs> on, man. they live. They are the culture. Um, I also have like I just have a lot of grace for people. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the church isn't so gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think because here's the other thing though. I also think because I've been in a place where I was depressed and I sat in church and nobody knew. I'm very cautious about how I handle people because Mm. there are people sitting in your churches who are literally one minute away from blowing their brains out. Yeah. And you really think you want to come up here and entertain them and play around. It's serious. Mm -hmm. And so that's also the other reason why I stayed. Like, um, first of all, I am churchy, okay? I'm ratchet, but I love (laughs) ratchet and righteous, okay? It's a balance. Um, And so, like, I have this unction, I think God has placed this unction in my heart for mm-hmm. the church. And sometimes the things you get the most frustrated for is the thing you're supposed to fix. Mm. And so um, I get so irritated with the church. For $19.99, you can win a soul. Girl, you ain't got to tip Jesus for him to do what he <laughs> needs you to do. You ain't got to tip him. And I get frustrated when I see, like, people being toxic theology about mm-hmm. dating and, like, how you're going to stay. Who child? We're not even going to talk about it. <laughs> um, and so, like, I just, I think my heart beats for the church in a yeah, different way. Yeah. And so when I leave, I know, like, I'm supposed to help fix it. But mm-hmm. it's frustrating because it's like these old people are so set in their ways that they right. don't know. So for the millennial, I say this. Find your pace mm-hmm. and find something that works for you. I could give you all some suggestions. But find something that works for you because everything doesn't work for everybody. Right, right. And that's okay. You don't have to like every preacher. You don't have to. It's not a rule in there. Like, you don't have to like every preacher. You don't have to. But start there. Like, and if you don't even want to start with church, start by reading your Bible. Start there. Read a Bible scripture. Get in some journaling time. And and the more you become to know him, I think the more he'll give you a desire and a passion for that. Mm -hmm. And be honest with yourself. Like, I've learned that me being honest with who I am works for me and other people yeah. because the world is craving transparency. I don't know why we keep starving them mm. with nonsense and calling it religion, but they're craving transparency. They want to know, like back in the day, our parents would shout off the fact that money was coming in a mailbox. Right. Not me. I got questions. Who put it in there? <laughs> well, how much is it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I got to pay taxes on it? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. I got questions. Yeah. And so like they would move off that. But now the questions are like, you're going to come out in 30 days. How? Teach me. Yeah. Our generation wants to know how. You have mm-hmm. to show us. And so, like, we need more transparent pastors who's like, look, I sat up in this pulpit and I preach this, but your, your, your dog's struggling. And so for the millennials, there are preachers out there who are very transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, find them. Yeah. So how do you think they can, how do they find them? Do you know, is it, Instagram is one of the best places. Because I'm telling you, that it's exhausting trying to find a church. <laughs> it is. Um, that's one of the most hateful parts that's the worst part of moving for me i hate finding churches it's so frustrating um so what i do is i make a list and i just go down the instagram if the instagram doesn't look at a pillow i'm like going um if they don't have the instagram how you gonna go to the nations and you ain't got no how we gonna find you all right next um start there google some churches in your area okay and then like go on instagram and see what you feel and then just go if you don't like it, you can always leave. I mean, maybe that's the wrong words, huh? Because I definitely am an advocate of if you ain't preaching Bible, I'm out. Yeah. Deuces. I'm here to worship, but I'm going to be out. So, uh, yeah, that's how I would start. Yeah. 
Okay. So what are you up to now? Welp. Minding my business. Of course. Drinking my water. Oh, God. Staying in my lane in a gym. <sighs> losing pounds. Uh, I'm down, riding what, a 30, book. right? Yeah. 40? I'm down, down 31 pounds. 32. I stepped on the scale this past week. I'm down 32 pounds. Ew. Even after that fried chicken you ate. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I wasn't counting calories this weekend. First off, while you're trying to tell my business, I was grieving. Okay. Well, that's and the, and the baked chicken looked dry. Who was going to eat the You. It, Nah, fam. Exactly. You little fake vegan. Shut up. First you, of all, you don't even I don't, eat. I don't you're like not even, how many pounds do you lost, Palmer? You're supposed I'm to down be on this 30. Weight. I'm topping you. You're supposed to be on this weight loss journey with me. I'm, I'm back da- on it. All right. I went through a moment, you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Let's see. I'm still doing Candace's Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a few hours away from being on the monetization goal okay. and the subscribers goal. So that's cool. Um, Working on a book. I haven't Are you done yet? Uh, I thought so. Mm. And then, like, I had nothing else to say. But then I think God's about to write some stuff for me. So maybe. It's supposed to come out in September, but then God was like, don't outrun me. So I stopped. Ooh. Yeah. We can talk about it another time. Uh, so I'm writing a book. It's called Living in My Shadow. It's my story of everything that we kind of just talked about with some plot twist. Mm-hmm. Like, my issues with relationships and commitment and, like, you know all the stuff that we don't like to talk about, yep. putting mirrors upon ourselves. Um, I'm doing that. Um, what else am I doing? That's it. Staying out the way, being obedient, being transparent. That's it. Like, I wish I could say, like, I'm about to drop the album yeah, next yeah. week, but I don't. I'm not. Um, that's right. it. Going back to my corner, that's it. All right, so where can listeners find you? On YouTube, at Candace's Corner. Okay. You can find me on Instagram, at C underscore International. You can find me on Twitter, at C underscore International. I was about to say my Snapchat, but that's my personal life. I just be thought and botting that. Yeah, you can find me. Don't follow me on Facebook either. Just Instagram and Twitter will do. Um, that's just my personal space, man. I need my personal space. Word, word, word. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for jumping on. My dog. As you were coming through. Appreciate it. Listen, everybody, that's the story of the overcomer, Candace Waters. That's her story. That's her truth. She's living in it, and she's going to walk in it, talk in it, and be all that. Thank you for tuning in. It's Jovan Palmer, and I'm out. Peace.